You're listening to Scattered by Anchored Baptist Church, where we are working to reflect the diversity of Hermanus as we gather to hear good news and as we scatter to share it. Every, every Sunday, every passage, I think Joshua can attest to this, David can, Tim can, Derek can, everyone that's preached at Anchored before, we can all say that this is true. Anytime you open up a passage of Scripture, yeah, there is always one place that we're going to end, and that is Jesus dying for you on the cross, right? And being resurrected for your justification. That's true. We're going to do that each and every week. But all the details of what it takes to get there, we could probably preach three or four different sermons from each and every passage. And so this morning, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing with Matthew chapter 28. Um, And I also want to look back and review some of the things that we've been talking about this past Easter season. All right. So let's go. Matthew 28 verses 16 through 20. Now, the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came to them, came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, or and look, I am with you always to the end of the age. The last time I preached this, here was our big idea. As you go, make disciples without hesitation. Jesus goes with you. As you go, make disciples without hesitation. Jesus goes with you. And today I'm breaking all of my rules and I have a much longer big idea that we need to have, okay? So here's our big idea for this morning. The name of our, the one name of our triune God is placed on you as you go. The one name of our triune God is placed on you as you go. You are called, equipped, and sent out by God on a mission that you were created to join in. I'll read that second part again. You are called, equipped, and sent out by God on a mission you were created to join in. Throughout the Easter season, uh, we have been given the promise of Jesus' presence with us over and over and over again. I want to give you just a taste, kind of a rewind of some of the, the, the things that we focused on this Easter season. Are you with me? Yeah? Everyone with me? Okay. As you go, make disciples without hesitation. Jesus goes with you. When it, when it comes to Jesus' death and resurrection, this is what we said. Jesus has left death behind and he is present for you. You have received forgiveness and what? The authority to forgive. 
That authority again is handed down to us in this passage today. Jesus is the good shepherd who gave his life for you. Jesus was troubled for you to give you hope and a mission. Thank you for that, Tim. Jesus does not leave you alone. He gives Himself to each of you. You are kept now and forever by the name of Jesus. And then last week, Jesus fills us us with the Spirit and sends us with water into a world of drought. Jesus fills us with the Spirit and sends us with water into a world of drought. In each and every one of our passages, each and every one of our big ideas in a different way, all throughout the Easter season, one thing has been emphasized to us. Jesus is present with you. He is present with you. God Himself is present with you. We've said it again. We've said it over and over again, but I'll I'll say it here now. Um, And this comes from a document that we've read many times before, that we've studied before. Our Father who is in heaven. But what does this mean when we pray it? With these words, God tenderly invites us to believe that He is our true Father and we are His true children, so that with all boldness and confidence, we may ask Him as dear children, ask their dear Father. Look, God the Father is present for you listening to you. In fact, He claims you as His dear child. And He is your true Father. He's always at the ready, willing to listen. We know that Jesus is present for us. Why? Well, we read it here in our passage this morning. And look, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age, Jesus says. Now, I love this because this could actually be translated in a couple different ways. One of the ways it could be translated is day by day, I am with you to the very end. I like that. I like that. That means that right now and tomorrow, it's easy to look to the future. Uh, It's easy to just think about um, what's going to happen in the end and then to simply say, well, I know that it'll all turn out and that in the end I'll be saved. And yet we know from Scripture that no, day by day you are being saved. You are being redeemed by Jesus. And He promises day by day to be present with you as you walk that path until the very end. And last week, Jesus sent, just as the Father sent, the Spirit to us. Why? so that we would be filled with living water. Why? Because we are in a world of drought. We are in a world of death and decay. We're in a world of not understanding, and we need God the Holy Spirit to come to us, to comfort us, to open up God's Word to us to give us what we need to be able to share with others, namely, Jesus. We need the the words to share with others, to hand Jesus over to them. And so we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. God, 
promising to be present with us at all times, day after day, day by day, until the very end. We talked about the disciples doubting when they were up on the mountain with Jesus the last time, and so I'm not going to focus on that this morning. Um, but we, we do know that this is a struggle for all of us, right? Uh, you could ask the question, but some doubted. Well, who's the sum here? We really need to know. Well, the sum is you, okay? <laughs> and the sum is each of the disciples. Because even though they went to the mountain in faith, they were listening to Jesus by faith, there's also doubts. We face that each and every day which is why we need God to promise Himself to us each and every day. And Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Me. This is another uh, thing that we spoke about the last time that we spoke about the Great Commission. Uh, And that is that just as we read in Genesis chapter 1 this morning, here... In Jesus' words, we are getting a repeat of that first great mission that God sent Adam and Eve out on. What was that? To be fruitful and to multiply. And we're hearing that again through Jesus' words. To be fruitful and to multiply. How? By having more babies? Well, okay, that's a part of it. But what else are we talking about now? Uh, By making disciples. Being fruitful and multiplying by sharing that good seed, that good news of who Jesus is and what He has done for whoever the person is standing in front of you. In fact, one of the things that we said last time, because this can be a troubling notion in the passage, and that is, um, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Of who? Of all nations. That is, uh, does... Each of the disciples need to go out now and to go to the, all the corners of all the world. No, they actually just need to go. And as they are going, God is going to give them what they need to provide for them to share the good news with anyone that's standing in front of them. They can, without hesitation, make a disciple of anyone. Yeah? Hey, wait a second. How, did, how does faith come again? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing through the Word about Christ, right? And so, um, they are sent out to go and make disciples. I love verse 19 too, because there's, there's definitely this active way of, of hearing this passage. And yet, there's also um, passive. Uh, what does passive mean? Kind of sitting around doing nothing? Okay, maybe, yeah, a little bit. Uh, but... It doesn't have to be quite so negative as all that, right? There, there's a way in which we, could, we should hear this command of go therefore and make disciples as not only as you go, but also to hear it as as you continue on being a disciple, you're going to make more disciples. Um, because what did we talk about last time? This was good news that Jesus was offering up. It's easy to read through this, and we did it before, but I'll say it again. Um, What should we hear as law in this passage? Uh, Go? No. 
Make disciples? No. Baptize? No, not necessarily. Teach them? No. Observe? Ah, your translation might say obey. There's the law, definitely. No. Here, what we are getting from Jesus here is nothing but good news. And he is saying, as you go on being a disciple from this time, you're a disciple now. As you go on being a disciple, do you know what happens? You're going to make more disciples. You're going to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? You're going to teach them everything that I've taught, them, taught you. You're going to teach them to... This word is the same word that we've heard about two other times in the past two weeks now. To cling tightly to all that I have taught you. That is to not let go of a single word of it. Here's, what I wanna, here's where I want to take us now and leave us for the rest of the morning. This baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So how is it that we make disciples exactly? This is where we want to be careful about how we hear it. Because we know how a disciple gets made. By someone coming to faith in Jesus. These disciples, like Peter presented to us in Acts chapter 2 this morning, well, these disciples are called to go out and to preach. Why? Because that's how the word about Jesus gets heard. That's how faith is brought in through the ears. <laughs> and and. Jesus is telling his disciples now that as you go on being disciples, you're going to be making more disciples. How do we know this? This was something that we discussed last time. Uh, this being fruitful and multiplied language I love here because back in Genesis chapter 1, what does uh, God say? He said he, he made uh, each, each tree to bear fruit and that fruit to have seed of its own kind. Here, Jesus is doing just that. He's saying just this to the disciples. You, disciple, you're a certain kind of fruit, and you're going to bear a certain kind of seed, and you're going to go out and drop that seed into the world. You're going to be making more disciples in that way because you are a disciple. You can do nothing but that. Jesus, in this great commission, we said, is freeing you to do the very thing that he has created you to do. Jesus is freeing you to do the very thing that you've been created to do. Now, what about this baptizing? This baptizing in the name of the Father and then the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Well, we just got to have a baptism service, didn't we? Yeah? And actually, um, I'm just so thankful that it was such a beautiful day. It wasn't too windy. wasn't too cold. Rod took some gorgeous pictures for us. And it's such a blessing not only to see young people baptized, it's such an encouragement for all of us in our own faith. And yet, as a church, um, we got to be doing the thing that we have been called to do. To, to make disciples. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 
Now, when does someone become a disciple? Well, you could say when they get saved, right? And that's true. That's good. And yet, here from the Great Commission, we also believe that it's when someone is baptized and they are recognized by the local church as also being disciples, uh, also being Christians, that their faith is confessed, that they are then disciples. When the name of God, the one name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is placed on them. Um, last week, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, um, we heard that there was a, a name that God gave to Jesus. What was that name? Don't know. <laughs> the Apostle Paul talks about this. He says the name that is above all other names. Well, it's Jesus, that's true, but there seems to be another name. What, what is that name? Don't know. Uh, in the book of Revelation, it says that Jesus is given a name that no one knows, that no one else has uttered except for God himself. What's that name? Don't know. But here, in this passage, in the Great Commission, we have the name that God is telling you he goes by. It's one name. It's one person. It's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. When that name is placed on you, you are made a disciple of Jesus. Not only that, but you are sent out into the world on a mission that you have, in fact, been created to join in. The one name of our triune God is placed on you as you go. You are called, equipped, and sent out by God on a mission that you have been created to join in. Anchored Baptist Church, um, we talk about Jesus all the time. And I'm so glad that we do that. It does feel a little bit strange that um, the news that I have been sharing with everyone is coming during this season of the church year. Uh, because yes, this is the time when we talk about Jesus leaving and Him leaving His disciples equipped and called and sent out on a mission. And yet, I think it's also the best time to be doing this. Here's a little something I'm, I'm going to read for us. In Jesus' baptism, where, where else do we clearly see the Trinity in, in the Gospels? It's in Jesus' baptism, right? We see, we hear the Father speak, we see Jesus in the water, and we, we see the Spirit descending on Him like a dove. In Jesus' baptism, we see the Father, Son, and Spirit's inseparableness in their mission to make all things new. In the Great Commission, we see the triune God's call to join that mission, to make disciples of all nations and baptize them in His name. Today's Holy Trinity Sunday, and the doctrine of the Trinity is a call to worship. Not a call to trying to figure out the puzzle of how the Trinity works and 
how is it that there's one and three? Not, not just a, a combination of theological facts that we pull out of Scripture. The name and mission of God transforms everything about us. The Father sent His Son into the world for our salvation. The Son secured our salvation and brought us into God's family and mission. And the Spirit is sent to live within us, empowering us to join in that mission. We are not called to save anyone from their sins. This is the work of the triune God. The power of His name and not ours. And yet, He has throughout all of history, He has throughout all of history, used broken people in His mission to unbreak all things and make all things new. By our, triune's God, by our triune God's authority and equipping, we carry His name and His mission to the ends of the earth, starting with our neighbor. Until next time, know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with you all.